Get $250 when you switch to a Royal Credit Union checking account. When I go to Royal, I feel very connected there. See details and open your account by November 15th at rcu.org slash checking bonus. Insured by NCUA. Are Dakota Mermis and Damon Hunt around to stay? Can they please? Kirsten and I make our case for the two defensemen to stay on the ice while others sit in the press box. We also take a look ahead at the wild opponents for the week and give a moment of silence for the insanely bad San Jose Sharks team. Woof. As always, we're created by New Voight Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Talk North, Grain Belt, Royal Credit Union, Livia, and Jim Beam. This is Season 5, Episode 202. Want a surefire sign it's hockey season in the state of hockey? The Minnesota Wild and Soda Stick collaborations are back and better than ever. Soda Stick unveiled its first team-issued design of the year, the Deweys, now available to purchase exclusively at the Hockey Lodge. More team-centric gear to come, plus as always, Soda Stick has you geared up for all things Minnesota sports at SodaStick.com. Don't forget to smash that code BARDOMBEAUTIES at checkout for 15% all purchases at SodaStick.com. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition. Like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart, Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021, James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporated, Fairmont, Kentucky. everybody. What's up? Bar Down Beauties, episode 202. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com, mom of three, a slew of other things, including selfie extraordinaire. She's Kirsten Kroll, the face of the Minnesota Wild as an in-arena host, crushing it even on her own. Kirsten, I just need to give you one more round of applause. Solo performance last week. How did that feel? I mean, I know you're used to having... Uh, you know, exceptional talent alongside of you, mostly in this podcast. But like, you did okay on your own. Not, I'm not suggesting you need to go out on your own, but you did okay on your own. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I was very stressed, and I did mess up a few times. So if you didn't notice my blunders, thank you for overlooking that. You even managed to throw a t-shirt well while holding the mic while doing the solo thing. So that was good. Minus yep. that they they did score right away, I believe afterwards. So. Not to say that's your fault, but it's probably your fault. You know, I'm going to blame... The opposition sport. Sorry, we should comment that. I'm going to blame the Rangers. I think they were really mad because I think they wanted a Minnesota Wild t-shirt, I think is what it was at the end Mm. of the day. You know? That could be it. We're going to dive in a little bit to what happened this week. But first, some housekeeping notes off the top of the hour. Buttes live this Thursday at Dukes in Oakdale, 530. We're doing a fun pregame show. So it's right ahead of the 6 p.m. puck drop against the New York Rangers. As always, presented by Greenbelt Green Belt Specials. We've got giveaways. We've got prizes. We've got food, beer, all that good stuff. Come say hi to us at Dukes in Oakdale this Thursday at 530. Also want to give a special shout out to our friend Kevin, who came up and said hello to both Kirsten and I at Saturday's game. Uh, he mentions he listens on his commute to work, which is a 50 minute drive. So Kevin, shout out to you. Love you. Thanks for saying hi. Uh, enjoy that Marco Rossi jersey that you purchased. A fantastic purchase, if I say so myself, eh, Kirsten? Absolutely. That. Kevin is just a beauty, and Marco Rossi has been just a tear on the ice. So overall, just a great move by a great guy. 
<laughs> Always. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about Marco Rossi last week. I did a public apology. I even went on my Instagram and said sorry, mostly because I really thought I looked cute in that picture, but it also made sense for the caption. Let's be honest. That's why we post anything on Instagram. Uh, but I want to switch gears and go down to the blue line. I want to talk about Dakota Mermis and Damon Hunt, Kirsten. Damon Hunt, mm-hmm. uh, obviously recalled, finally got to play as a defenseman, he's been that 11th forward in his two other game appearances. As always, we're recording this on a Monday. So uh, what do you think about Damon Hunt? Only one true as a defenseman, but he got 12 shifts in against the Rangers. Quiet, but unnoticeable, which I kind of like, especially for mm-hmm. a young guy. He's 21 years old coming up in. Uh, what do you think of Damon Hunt's performance against the Rangers Saturday? I mean, like you said, he was quiet, a little more unnoticeable, but in a good way. Um, he's definitely by far not the worst defenseman out on the ice or just defenseman that we have on our roster. Um, I, and I think too, having gotten recalled, you got to give him a little bit of time to just kind of get his feet wet, get a little more comfortable too, to really make any sort of splash. Um, but with how bad our defense has been, I'd be willing to give him that patience in order to see what he can really do. We'll see what continues to happen before the three-game road trip. Dakota Mermis, 29 years old, undrafted, signed as a free agent in 2020, uh, spent some time in Arizona, spent some time with the Blues, two years or a year and a half, rather, as the captain in Iowa, um, five points in nine games, and asserted himself in the lineup over John Merrill after he was recalled initially as insurance. He had over 20 minutes of ice time against the Rangers uh, Saturday. I'm loving what Dakota Mermis is bringing. And yes, it probably helps, Kirsten, to your point about Damon Hunt being that younger guy. He's 29. Mm. He's kind of a seasoned vet. He's done this before, and he was certainly a leader in Iowa. But he's really done some kind of surprising things. Again, getting in the offensive action. Uh, Smaller guy, probably about Jared Spurgeon size, a little bit bigger. But I really think that he's making himself a good case to remain on this roster if they can do it, right? If they can mm-hmm. make the salary cap work. We'll talk about that in a minute. But what do you think about Dakota Mermis? Not to mention, shout out that name. Just what a strong name. Dakota Mermis. I'm It I'm rolls off it. the tongue very nicely too. Just like I don't know. Just the amount of syllables. I don't know what it is. It just flows very nicely. And a very good hockey name, too, I should say. Um, but no, you are definitely right. Dakota Mermis, he's been a lot louder of a player than Damon Hunt. And just, you know, it's that veteran presence, too, that you mentioned. Um, and he's one of those players who has come in to the lineup. And he is somebody who also made more of an impact immediately. You mentioned how he's done so far this season for the Wild, adding a little bit more offense in as in addition to just what he's been able to bring defensively. I think you are definitely right. Like he's a player who probably should be able to remain on the NHL roster, but I don't know with the cap situation how you make that work. And that is why I'm very thankful. I I was never good at math. Um, the only reason I passed college math is because of my brother. Um, so shout out Drew Kroll. Um, but so shout out Bill Guerin because you've got a real big situation on your hand where you've got to crunch something to figure out what you can make work. I mean, Damon Hunt, a little bit affordable, 828,000, uh, 333 hit, year two of his ELC. Uh, but Spurgeon's 5.75000000 looking to come back once he gets off LTIR. Uh, he's been practicing with the team, expected to go on the upcoming three-game road trip to New York. Uh, you've also got John Merrill, who was benched in favor, as we would mentioned, of Damon Hunt and Dakota Mermis, his $1.2 million salary sitting in the press box. I would love, Kirsten, in a perfect 
perfect world. I'm going to pitch you an idea and let me know if we should bring it to Bill officially uh, mm. before I do. You know, I like to make sure we cross our T's and dot our I's before we bring Absolutely. our proposals to Bill. But here's what I'm thinking. You keep Merrill, maybe tossing Kaylin Addison up in the press box when Spurgeon returns. That way, Dakota Mermis, Damon Hunt stay on the ice. Addison, Merrill in the press box. That's what I'm proposing. What do you, what say you, Kirsten? A very interesting proposal. First and foremost, I will say before I give my answer, I'm kind of a little shocked that as stubborn as Dean can be, he benched John Merrill over Kalen Addison. I would have any day imagined he would have benched Addison over Merrill. So I've been very pleased to see it's been the other way around. And I think partially too, and I know you feel the same way, Jesse. Sometimes I'm like very anxious to give my actual thoughts on how players are. It's nothing personal, but it's just just what everyone can see on the ice, what everyone's thinking, just saying like, like John Merrill's been atrocious this season so far. And that's putting it lightly. And I was kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt early on after the preseason to see how he would do and hoping that he would improve. And he just hasn't. He's a player that we really need to get rid of. And I'm not sure what that final kind of card that's going to be dealt is going to be um, in order for that to happen. But it's just kind of everyone can see it. And sometimes I kind of bite my tongue a little bit because it's like I don't want to be a critic. But at the same time, it's like everyone knows it. So, yes, I would love to see Spurgeon or when Spurgeon comes back, Addison, Merrill scratched. And also, too, when it comes to Kalen Addison, I feel he's a player I've really given the benefit of the doubt just because of last season how he spent most of the year up in the box and like so far this year outside of the power play I can see why he spent most of last season in the box he really hasn't done much to improve this year and he's been given ample opportunity early on it's been a rough rough go for for both Merrill and Addison but you're right I that's something that I kind of wish I'd asked Dean before they hit the road here like why did you bench John Merrill and Dean is never going to throw his players on the bus right he's very you know, cautious on the criticism, which I, you know, I respect, right? You're a coach. You don't mm -hmm. want to piss any of your players off. We can criticize all we want. We're not trying to piss them off, but we can criticize. But I am surprised mm -hmm. given that Kaylin Addison was kind of in the doghouse for the majority of the year last year. The only thing I can find maybe different is Addison's value on special teams. Naturally. Now he's mm -hmm. certainly not on the power play anymore. He was demoted from that top unit as they do an all forward power play uh, as of last game. But he's been on the PK, which has been pretty solid. So I'm thinking that's probably the one thing that kept a leg up. Plus, he's got five assists to Merrill's two assists. However, he is also a minus three on the year so far, whereas mm. Merrill is even. So interesting dynamics, to say the least. But I would agree. I, I would like to see what happens moving forward. As we would mentioned, Damon Hunt, not you know, blowing us away by any means, but I like the unnoticeable young players uh, more than a noticeable John Merrill on the ice because it's not a noticeable in a, in a good way at all. So we'll see what happens. Um, moving forward to looking ahead this week, New York state in mind, baby. We've got a lot of games out East. They got the New York Islanders on Tuesday, followed by the Rangers Sabres Thursday, Friday, back to back. And then they come back home for the stars on Sunday. Kirsten, what do you think? What are they going to go? What's the record going to be for your Minnesota Wild this week on the road, which did not go so well this last go around, if we mind, uh, winless road trip. Are they going to eke out a win? Are they playing the right kind of hockey to be successful against three very good teams on the road plus a very good team when they come home? Um, P 
people are not going to like this answer, but first off, you need to play the first 20 minutes. You can't just show up late in the second period and really close the deal in the third to force overtime. And you can't constantly play from behind when your team just isn't that good. Offensively, you have the talent, but also your offensive players also aren't great when they go back to do defense. And our defense is not strong enough to consistently play from behind. And I mean, it's just kind of the wild team that we've seen over the years where they're used to like being able to come back in games. But that's exhausting, especially when you are playing against good teams. I see them this week maybe coming away with one win. And I think potentially it could come against Buffalo. Okay, so we're thinking like one and four. Are we going to eke out one, three, one? What's what's a let's get an official record prediction mostly because I will make this into a graphic that will live on our social media channels forever that we can't go back on it. So I need I'm going to need hard numbers, Kirsten, hard numbers. Let's go one and four, one and four. No faith. No uh, turnaround. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've had faith. I've been patient and I still have a little bit of patience because I'm kind of like it's still early in the season. But just what I've seen recently from this team has been so incredibly frustrating like they have lost games they should have won and even how they started against New York I mean that was three goals let in in what like seven minutes like go down 3-0 just to come back claw your way back to win in the shootout like so that was awesome they needed those two points but at the same time it's kind of like come on like how long can we do this for and it's frustrating it's frustrating when you're in front of your home crowd too and like you need a win and it's just kind of like what's going to give yeah no see it's funny i don't i don't like to talk about past games as we're moving forward in the week but i will because you brought up um an adversary to what i thought see i thought their first couple minutes against the new york rangers on saturday at xl energy center a victory an overtime or shootout victory excuse me five to four for your minnesota wild um i thought the first couple minutes were good despite the goals and being outscored and and philip gustafson obviously having a very off game i liked the jump they had i thought they had a good early jump that first goal complete fluke the other two mm-hmm. gus had no idea where it was and it was very evident he was just going to have an off game so i'm glad they made the goaltending switch as quickly as they did when you're letting in 75 percent of the shots 100 percent that needed to be done yeah and i think it changed the momentum of the game when they pulled gus 100 percent. and, and mark andre Fleury, huge shootout save to win the game so i mean tremendous uh achievement for him as well as he advances in his career wins to pass Patrick Waugh here. But no, I mean, I, I'm not as ready. You're right, Kirsten. I'm not as ready to be like, oh, the team's completely different now. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the confidence that they needed to move forward into this heavy road trip, into next week's games in Sweden, right? Like, I think that New York game is going to be pivotal in a sense where at least they didn't extend their losing streak, right? Like, I can't, I would love to see them play that for a full 60 minutes, yes, and I would love to see them do that very consistently I don't know I think it is a sustainable way to win because they just definitely outworked um New York in that game I felt I felt like they really were heavy hitting kind of back to that very shut down big on the four check too which was absolutely tremendous for the wild I think that's a sustainable way to win but you're right I mean I'd like to see them score first for a change I mean it's only Mm -hmm. the second time that they've won where they haven't scored first otherwise usually they lose when the opposition is in the back of the net so I like the game against New York I think the starts are improving but you're right they have to prove more it has to be more than once it can't be a, a flash in the pan on Saturday's game that being said let's all of that for my record for this 
this week. I'm going to go two, one, and one. They're going to win against the Isles, and wait for it, they're going to beat the Dallas Stars on Sunday at home. That's a that's a big, big neck on the line there that I'm putting out there. They're going to have an OT loss to the Buffalo, and then they're going to lose to the Rangers on Thursday. That's my predictions. Would love to know your guys' predictions for the week ahead for your Minnesota Wild. Again, they've got games against the Islanders, Sabres, Rangers, and Stars. Three on the road, Stars at home. Let us know in the comments below. Let us know what you think of our picks. Uh, is it shocking that Jesse's optimistic? Yes, absolutely. Is it shocking Kirsten's pessimistic? Yes, absolutely. A little role <laughs> reversal so far this season, but you know what? It's all due. It's all warranted. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, let's take a look around the league. Stay tuned. Hey, guys. Jesse Pierce here with Bard on Beauties and NHL.com. This fall, let's get back to a healthier you. Livia has helped me drop a whopping 30 pounds and 21 inches, plus has given me back the energy I need for a busy mom and sports reporting lifestyle. Don't wait another day. Start your weight loss journey today. Livia's doctor-recommended program could help you lose up to 10 pounds in the first two weeks. If that's not enough incentive, sign up today and get your first three months absolutely free. Find your healthy lifestyle today by calling 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. We're back. Let's take a look at some things around the league that are certainly sticking out. Um, first of all, LOL at the San Jose Sharks. I shouldn't laugh because it's it's probably going to give you bad karma to make fun of a team that is so, so incredibly bad. Not only are they winless, which means they are 0-10-1 as of Monday when we are recording this, they are, Kirsten, the first team in 58 years to allow 10 goals in back-to-back games. Last time that was done, the Boston Bruins in 65 and 66. They have a goal differential of minus 43. There is nothing good about the San Jose Sharks team. Mikhail Granlin, Kakinen, Nico Sturm, Luke Cunnan have combined for two points, one goal and one assist from Cunnan. Yes, those names all sound familiar because they were Minnesota Wild players. Shocked that Granlin is struggling like he is. A little bit more surprised that Luke Cunnan's kind of having a resurgence of, of sorts. Kakinen's their third goaltender, so I don't really know that it's much on him. And Nico Sturm is kind of just uh, Nick Bukestead lookalike with <laughs> less points. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't stop but laughing he's got a Stanley Cup. <laughs> Nico Sturm does have a Stanley Cup. This is true. Um, we talked earlier, you know, in our, like, season preview episodes leading up to the year that we knew San Jose was going to be kind of trash. Did you anticipate this big of a dumpster fire in uh, in San Jose? I don't think this big of a dumpster fire could have been predicted, and you would hope it wouldn't be. Like, that's just so bad. If so I'm part of the San Jose Sharks, I don't know if, like, you go in and do, like, a Aaron Rodgers-type darkness retreat to kind of find some answers you're looking for, or you just blow everything up and fire everybody and, like, rebuild an entire new team. I don't know what you do at this point, but that is just so bad. I mean, how do you even salvage the year? Like, I would feel, like, I, I like to try to think of myself as kind of always finding that silver lining, right? Like, yes, things are down, but they're not over. I don't know. In San Jose, there's no silver lining. Like, you guys just, this is bad. Like, that is just bad hockey. I mean, poor, you know, Patrick Marlowe and Joe Thornton, who had, you know, and Brent Burns and Eric Carlson and Joe Pavelski. Like, they were like, yes, we're going to build San Jose up, and they're closer, closer, closer. The mighty have fought. Like, oh, my gosh. I I just, I have no words. I have no words. We like to use the word atrocious on this episode you or on this uh, podcast, usually to describe a, a Minnesota Wild player or two, but I'm atrocious would be an appropriate adjective for the San Jose Sharks this year. 
Sometimes there's not a silver lining, and I think the proof of that is the San Jose Sharks. There isn't oh. one. There's nothing good going on there. Wong. Besides, they have a warm climate. Maybe that. Yeah, I think San Jose is nice, right? Maybe we could go check out a game. I bet you they'll be selling. Do you think like they're paying people to come to their games because they could pay us to come to their games? At this point, I think it's in the cards. I mean, why wouldn't you? A 43 mm-hmm. goal differential. Like, you're not just losing. You are losing with a capital L. Like, mm-hmm. yikes. You let the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are not that good this year, mind you, score 10 on you. Right? You let the Vancouver Canucks, who I don't know what they are. Right? I can't figure them out. They scored 10 on you. Like, it's just, it's it's insane. It's absolute insanity and not in the good and fun way. Like, the silver lining is the wild have started rough, but not that rough. We right. are better than the San Jose Sharks. There we that go. That is Keep the that. silver lining. Keep that feather in your cap, wild fans. You will you will probably never be as bad as the San Jose Sharks are this year. Mm-hmm. The 2023-24 San Jose Sharks team will go down in infamy for all the wrong reasons. So, sorry, Sharks fans around the world. Yikes. Figure that out. Uh, on the flip side, though, because you know I love to talk about this other California team, the Anaheim Ducks, my adopted team. I don't know why. It's, again, mostly John Gibson that I love. But I was just about to say it's the goaltending. It's the goaltending. Uh, the quack attack is back, Jack. Um, is Anaheim a wagon? They are on a six-game winning streak. They handed Vegas their first regulation loss, also ending their 12-point winning streak. Um, they've come back from third period death deficits five times in their winning streak, and they've got a potential Calder uh, Award winner in Pavel Mint- um, Mintyukov, who was the tw- I, I, nice. Mint- Thank you. That sounds right, right? Mintyukov? Yeah, it does. Let me know, Anaheim fans, if that's correct or not. Uh, the 10th overall pick in 2022, he is tied for NHL lead among rookies with eight points in 11 games. Are they a wagon, Kirsten? Are we Ducks? Ducks, are they going to be uh, a team to be? Are they going to push Vegas and L.A. maybe for a uh, good positioning in the Pacific? Much like I am not ready to give up on the wild yet this early in the season, I am not ready to call Anaheim a wagon. Right now, what they've been doing, very impressive. Six-game winning streak, better than what we're doing up here in Minnesota right now. But I think it is just, I need to see this continue. I need to see you consistently beat a Dallas Stars team. Take down some of the top teams more than just one time just to really see what you're made of. I don't know, because right now this just kind of seems like a stretch of luck mixed in with some younger talent that Anaheim, quite frankly, not really used to. Um, you. I think Anaheim's used to being the San Jose butt of the joke for being Mm -hmm. quite honest. I just need to see more from them. I need to see more from them in order to be like, yes, all aboard. I mean, that's fair because they did have a loss to Boston. They lost to Dallas, like you'd mentioned. Like they've their losses and they're to good teams, but you're right. They need to be a little bit more consistent in the victories over said good teams. A win against Boston, a win against Vegas in this streak. Solid, but maybe not solid enough. I'm going to say they're a wagon because I love them. I need them to be. I'm going to put that into the world. John Gibson deserves to have a good year in Anaheim. He deserves it. I want that for him so bad. John Gibson, call me. Well, it's fine. I'm on your side. Number one fan club. I just, I don't, I can't even explain it. I, it's, that's it. Color me shocked. I guess I feel the same way in the sense when it comes to like Nashville and Ryan O'Reilly. Like, I think okay. I low-key have a crush on Ryan O'Reilly, and so to right. see him doing as well as he's doing in Nashville right now just is very exciting to me. 
there you go. That's that's fair. I haven't even checked in on Nashville. How are the Preds doing? Have, are they I mean, are they doing better than they were last year after we put such high expectations? And I mean by we, you and I, putting high expectations on the Preds every single year after that. Absolutely. Season. Hold on. I'm going to look up their record in real time here. So everyone stay with me for one second. Yes, I love this. This adds a little bit more pressure too. Well, they most recently beat Con McDavid, our close personal friend, with a Ryan O'Reilly hat trick and four points with a 5-2 victory um, record. Where can I find that on their website? I can find you the 2-7-1 just... Con McDavid Oilers because, <laughs> yikes, talk about another team that's running into a train wreck, which, you know what? I don't feel bad because I predicted that. Everybody thought I was crazy. Everyone's like, oh, Edmonton's going to be this best team. No, they're not. Look at them. What a mess. Okay, so I mean Nashville's probably about 500 right now. They hold on. They won 5-1 over San Jose, so take that as you will. They've lost twice to Vancouver. If they potted 10 on them, it would have been a better story. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I think they're on the upward trajectory. It's still early on. Mhm. Yeah. Nope, that's sure. We'll we'll give it to them. That's not bad. Well, You're right. I mean, why not? It's it's just very on trend. Continuing to give Nashville the benefit of the doubt when we maybe shouldn't. Always. Every Gustav time. Nyquist also getting a high stick to the face a couple days ago Ooh. and picking up his teeth off the ice. I couldn't Happy tell day. if his like mouth guard ripped and like his teeth were like in the mouth guard. I don't fully know, but like I saw the close up kind the of. The fact that he could find them. Like yeah, he was literally on the ice on his hands and knees looking for his teeth like it reminded me of me looking for my contact, but I'm blind then, and I can't see, and I could never find it. Like, that's just impressive. And not to mention, is there a point to finding them? Like, they're not putting those same teeth back in your mouth, right? Do hockey players keep their teeth, like, as, like, a souvenir? <laughs> they put it under or, their pillow? <laughs> um, like, a, I don't know, just, like, a thing. Like, yeah, these are all the teeth that got knocked out of my mouth during a game. Like, You know, you I don't could know, make they... some really creepy, like... Shrine, not a shrine, but like some sort of creepy memorabilia situation. Do they on. mail their teeth to the player who knocked them out of their mouth, as well as the dental bill? There, you, you know what? That's what These, I would do. This is a story. These are questions that I need to. I'm going to talk to Jake Middleton first of all, then probably talk to <laughs> Jules Erickson Eck because those two I know have lost significant amounts of teeth. Pat Maroon, I think, is is toothless. We'll get Ryan O'Reilly in on on his thoughts. Probably Gustav Nyquist as well. Yep. Hard-hitting questions. Only these are the things you only learn and ask with the help of the Bar Down Beauties podcast. So mm-hmm. you are very, very welcome for that. Concluding this week's episode with our favorite hockey moments of the week. Those can be wild related. Those can be NHL related. They can be whatever we want them to be. Maybe it was hey, there was outdoor hockey for the first time uh, this week. Whatever it is, want to hear your guys' moments too. So don't forget to share those in the comments below. But Kirsten, what was your favorite hockey moment of this past week? This one goes out to the friends that we made along the way. Um, The friendship bracelets taking over hockey. I love to see it. It has been very wholesome. There's been two instances where people have come up to me at Wild Games. Shout out. Y'all know who you are. Who gave me friendship bracelets. They gave me one to give to Jesse, which I have forgotten to give to (laughs) Jesse. Sorry about that. But there is one, too, that has your name on it that I need to give you. That poor person probably thinks I hate them now. And I don't. Kirsten just never gave me the (laughs) friendship bracelet. So my apologies on her behalf for failing. I, I only see her every game pretty much 
but it's fine. Well, the problem is I left the friendship bracelet in my one pair of pants that I wore <laughs> and I haven't done laundry yet. So like they were in that pocket and I wore a different pair of pants, thankfully, to the game on Saturday. So, yeah, it's just a long story. But even Matt Zuccarello, Kirill Kaprizov getting in the friendship bracelet game, Brock Faber sporting a huge just sleeve of friendship bracelets at the outdoor practice. It's been very fun, and I think it adds just another really fun element to the game. So I agree. That's mine. I like it. I, You know what? That's one thing at first I was a little – Kind of like, oh, this is cheeky and weird, you know, for the Swifties. I like could I tell because kind of, I said I wanted to do it and you're like, you can do it. Can I'm do not. <laughs> but, you know, the more I've been trying to be a softer person and the more I think, well, I'm like, you know what? It's sweet. It's nice. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with some kindness in the world. So I'm all on board with it. I like it. I kind of want to make some myself just because it sounds like a fun activity for me to do. Interesting. How, I know. Interesting how that happens. <laughs> I don't know. It's wintertime. Instead of knitting, I'm going to be making friendship bracelets because I'm old. As one should. Right, exactly. Uh, My favorite moment of the week, Kirsten mentioned the outdoor practice. That happened yesterday. My favorite event of the year. It was a perfect day. We have not had like a skate like that where it's been so nice almost too warm like I literally wore a sweatshirt and jeans I left my choppers and my heavy coat in my car to go out there and do that but it's always fun like it's really really great to see the players with their families out on the ice the fans were all in on it they had some fun games going on on the ice and then up on the concourse out at the uh, St. Louis Park Rec Center just a good time I love it uh nice the wild got the win beforehand so they could come in extra jubilant <clears throat> excuse me um but yeah it was it's always a good time so that's my favorite moment of the week not to mention selfishly my child Caden the four-year-old who earlier this week stuck a lego up his nose which has since been removed don't worry he got to fist bump all of his guys it was kind of funny Kirsten he would like run like sprint at all the guys though like I'm like dude just wait and like they're just walking talking like, huge on ice skates don't see this little four-year-old but they were also kind of Matt Zuccarello like double fist bump he's like hey no no come back here more fist bumps and it was adorable Caden is fearless and he is my favorite <coughs> yeah I love that kid he's he's a trip he was uh he chirped Marc-Andre Fleury before we got to meet Marc-Andre Fleury. So we're sitting behind Fleury's net, and there's a bunch of pucks in there, just probably from warm-ups or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wow, that guy let a lot of scores in. And I was like, what? A- just savage. Just Nothing no like a four-year-old care. to really humble you. Oh, he does that on the reg. Like, he told me also on Saturday I had sneezed twice, and all the kids were sitting there. They all know to say bless you after someone sneezes. And I was like, oh, bless you. And without even looking up from his iPad, without missing a beat, he goes, no, no one said bless you to you, mama. And I was like, I'm aware, you rude, rude child. Like, just... I literally love that for him. <laughs> He's going to be so witty, so funny. He's so witty, so quick. I think I can't even get mad at him. He's just... He's, he's you're like you're not player. wrong and you're quick on your feet <laughs> like, i'd like to say he got that from me thank you very much so passed on a good trait to that child uh as always thank you to all of you for listening in uh sharing rating subscribing all that good stuff again another reminder dukes at oakdale 5 30 this thursday uh gonna be a great time pre-gaming the wild rangers game that starts at six cannot wait with that shout out to grain belt shout out to talk north uh, don't forget to use code Bardom Beauties on your purchases over at Soda Stick. The first Hockey Lodge shirt dropped. The Deweys, make sure you check that out. 
Also, shout out to Livia. Don't forget to mention my name and get your Livia journey started today. Uh, and as always, Jim Beam, Royal Credit Union as well. You guys are the best, the very best podcast listening fans that we know. Uh, reminder, if you guys see us, say hi. We're nice. We're friendly. We love to say hi. Take pictures, all that good stuff. Uh, because truly, we could not be more appreciative of what you guys bring. On behalf of myself, Kirsten, and Fred, uh, we will see you next week. Have a great week. Go wild.